Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast, the High on LAFC podcast, with your favorite host, myself, Dylan Monroy, and my very good friend and super LAFC fan, like myself. Well, yeah. LAFC super fan, Jorge Martinez. Say hello. Yo, what's going on, everyone? What is going on, my brother? And what is going on, people out there, LAFC fans of all kinds? Um, Jorge, you know, it's been a huge past couple weeks. It has, yeah, definitely, indeed. We've mentioned it. We've had rough times. We've won the Supporter Shield. And, you know, we had one more game left just this Sunday against mm-hmm. Nashville. And, you know, maybe it didn't work out the way we wanted. No. But... But in the end, it didn't necessarily matter. Mm-hmm. But it almost does because of what the potential matchup is yeah, going forward. Definitely interesting, dude. I mean, I, let's let uh, you know. Let's you know just the elephant in the room. The game didn't really matter for LAFC. No, it did not. It it our this was no way any shape or form gonna affect our standings, anything like it just it mean it meant literally nothing. It was a warm up uh, a game, I guess you can call it if that you know, a friendly essentially. Not that I'm not trying to write off like you know, the the competitiveness of the league or anything or, or like saying that Nashville whatever. Like I'm just saying like we're good, like it's okay that we lost, so you know, you could you could almost you could see in a way that there was no sense of urgency uh, in this situation because there just there just wasn't any. But with that being said, okay, Nashville only beat us one zero. Well, that's not really you know. Well, you know, like most LAFC home games, you know, you and you and myself were there. You know, it was pretty good crowd I dude thought. i felt like, like really good crowd okay first of all props to all you guys sitting in the 32 52 you guys fucking brought it okay dude i mean i they did totally bring it but like when don't they bring it yeah, man that's true. like they always do I, I feel like i gotta give them credit like the entire season yeah, like yeah this season especially you know like with it being like full capacity and the team kind of going back to winning ways mm-hmm. and star signings like like the fan base you know has just been it's been like just just popping like it's been really cool 3252 it's just uh, it's so contagious and it's electric and you know we're on like almost the other side of the stadium but you know we're out there just seeing but that's the cool out. part like, in a way awesome, like dude. we could see them do their whole thing especially the mm-hmm. jump early football club that's really cool. like seeing the whole shift left to right is, is really oh, cool that's to awesome. see it's, it's way better than the wave i'll tell you that oh definitely like why does the wave even exist anymore know, like that dude. was cool back in 1986 that's and, a western thing yeah that's an american sports thing so that's, i'm over I that think, i don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon bro it's in our oh. culture yeah, it's a baseball true. thing, so you know here here we are. Yeah, here but, we are. But yeah, dude, it was a it was a good it was still a good game. It was entertaining. Uh, you know, LSC did have a chance. Chicho did uh, have a PK, which he missed. He did the whole hop and skip thing, which I actually like. Now that I run that back, that re- the the replay of the PK, a few times, I feel like I have seen him take PKs like that before. Well, you know what. To me, it just seems like counterproductive for a player to reduce their momentum when striking a ball. Yeah, I don't get it, dude. I know George, that's Jorginho's signature thing, yeah. which is kind of funny because when he switched it up, he missed. Like, I don't know if you remember like Italy versus um, 
like was it against Macedonia? No, 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 Switzerland. I think it's Macedonia. I think they also had another. Oh, no. He had another PK in a game that they lost or tied that uh-huh. they should have won, uh, and he took he took like the chance that way, and you know it he, didn't go. Or, or not the hop and skip thing. He changed it up, and yeah. So Jorginho that's off to you, my boy, because I would not be. Able, I have. I use it. I can't stop my momentum, dude. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. I need like, all the strength that I can. That's get. what I mean. It's like okay, if I'm gonna strike the ball, like mm-hmm. I want to strike it full force because yeah. maybe the keeper picks the right side. And you want to get it past his fingertips. Just, just his fingertips, just quick enough, like yeah, you past him. Make sure, because a lot of times we've seen this a lot. How many times do we see? Oh, the keeper guessed it the right way, you know, and right. they're just off barely, or just the fact that it was so um, precise. So it's like it's it's a combination of a lot of things, but you definitely I don't know I I'm not gonna take a soft PK. Well, you know the the funny thing about that PK miss was that just minutes before that. Mm-hmm. Carlos Vela came off in the 40th minute. Dude, that was kind of weird, but at the same time, I was okay with it because yeah. there really was no reason. And this is something I've kind of realized too. This is you're gonna laugh at me how I realize this, but in playing uh, FIFA, <laughs> because well, because now we have five subs in the game, right? Wait, we do? Yeah, I in, never noticed that. Yeah, in the game you have five subs. Oh. You think about it, you can practically change your whole team. Or, like, if you need to, like, uh, and I'm going to talk a little bit of, like, ultimate team for a second here, just to kind of give an example. I think a, a decent portion of people would yeah, understand like, that. Yeah, right? I feel like that, too. Like, you know, like, let's say you put on a striker, right? Like, you only have him on there just to meet your chem. Like, and then you have some other player that you'd rather prefer, but you, there's just no way you can work him into the squad. Well, now, dude, you got five subs. You can burn one right away. Like yeah, what's that's you, true. You can burn it right away, and then you know bring on the player, and then you practically change your whole team by the end of the game. But but and that's also like, and I saw the advantage of that in FIFA because like holy shit, if things aren't going with me, fuck it, I got subs. Mm-hmm. Like I can bring someone else on, take someone off. You know, it's it's okay. Like I can make it work and play with it with what you have, and that can also be done here. In a, and I think actually in the United game that happened, right? I think Ronaldo came on before the half. Yeah, but that was more more to do with Anthony Martial uh, getting injured again. Oh, so what a bummer. He's been he's been having a good season so far. Hey, every time he comes on the pitch, he does something productive. I scold so Tony. He he may had an assist in that game. So he did, right? He yeah. did. Yeah. And it was just like very the first twenty minutes or whatever it yeah, was. So he's been so. very productive. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like uh, going back to to LAFC, it's just like having these five subs. I know in the MLS. They do them a little different, or I don't know. Maybe they do them. I think it's the too. same. I believe it's where, it's the like, same. you can have five subs, but you can make them in only three. You only have three chances, I think, to make them. Uh, I, I would have to double check that because I've never heard that. I think that's how it works. Like in Europe, you have five subs, but mm-hmm. you only have three chances to make them. And same thing in MLS, but I think there's also a like concussion sub. Oh. So that's why you can always. I think that on. yeah, that the concussion sub for sure is like a thing. A thing, yeah. yeah. But um, but this is kind of cool because like in this situation here, right? You yeah, it's just like damn. I want to see more of Ella, like especially because what he's the things that he's delivered on the final match day before. I'm talking about that game against the Rapids. If you guys know what I'm talking about, that record-breaking season where he scored that Chilena, and then just amazing goal after goal and just broke the record and everything. And we but that broke, was a different Vela. That was a different Vela. That was a three-year-old. I mean, three, three years ago Vela. Yeah, yeah. So it's look, the older I get, the more I realize that. 
as a year goes by, you really age like two. Yeah. <laughs> and that just only kind of goes increasing the older you get. So, you know, it's just... Well, think about it. Especially for a guy like Vela who's had a bad run of injuries in like dude, the past couple since, of seasons. Yeah. Oh, ever since, since the that bubble, record dude, year. Since is COVID. Yeah. yeah it just yeah. kind of... Ever since then, yeah, it just hasn't been the same. But he's ever... He's still... I would still argue that he's been our our most crucial player. And once him and Chicho really got clicking, because in the beginning, it's it was last season, Chicho did really well, but Vela was injured. In the beginning, mm-hmm. a little bit of Vela injury, and we're just like, and then when he would play, it wasn't like necessarily working, but then everything, you know, just clicked. But yeah, this is an advantage we have with these, the whole subs. Like, it, it gave us, it gave Vela an opportunity. He played, started the game, which, you know, we love to see Vela on the, on the starting lineup. We just love it. So he's, number 10, he's LAFC's, captain. he is the guy. Yeah, so he's the guy. He's got to start, right? Yeah. But this gives you an opportunity. It's like, all right, you know, especially in a game like this, like, all right, you played. You're keeping up your match fitness. Because mm-hmm. uh, we're going to have a, a bye week. So we got to remember we want our boys to stay as sharp as possible. So it's important to rotate players in this game and get people minutes. And not just, like, five minutes, but, like, minutes so that they can get. They're right. still in good form. So... Vela coming off, he's got his time, but this also gives uh, Christian Dale more time to get integrated into the into the match. Mm-hmm. So he's got those five, not a lot of time, right? Because it was at the end, but he's got five minutes to kind of get into it, you know, get into the game as much as he can, and then you know, there's halftime and he comes back out. But boom, he's gonna play the whole second half, and I, I just think that the with the with five subs now, you just have a lot to like play with in terms of like tactics and changing up the squad. Like if you see that you need to just change things in the beginning, you you can. So I think that's pretty cool. Well, especially with LAFC having so much depth in exactly. certain positions, yeah. the midfield no, but uh, Not so much. But up top, up top, we, we really want, yeah. especially up top. Like we, unfortunately, we we haven't seen Theo deliver. But again, mm. like we've mentioned before in our last episode, I I don't fault him at all. It's just the poor timing of everything, coming to another country, another league, another team, another system. Uh, yes, he's a very seasoned player. He's been he's a little bit of a journeyman and he's played in different play, uh, places. But you know, as we've seen for for like Bale and stuff, it's not and, and other actual players in the MLS as well coming right. from Europe. It's not so like easy to just come here and tear it up. And on top of that, it's a we have a pretty competitive squad and we have a I guess in a way we have a demanding fan base slash sort of like a culture I don't I don't know if that's the right word well I wouldn't say the fan base has created this culture I think the club the itself club. has right, created right. this culture that, that's what I wanted that's much better put you the club because you know because they brought in great players and they have delivered and they have delivered now bringing in a new big player it's like mm-hmm. they need to deliver because like, there's expectations okay. like, exactly there's expectations and um, and think about it Christian Teo is a DP he's a DP he's a DP if I'm yeah, not wrong actually, mistaken yeah he no, should is he? I believe no, he should be Buanga. But there is no. Oh no! He you're is right. because Raito left. He, yes, you're. I. I'm. To, I totally forgot. Right. He took Raito's DP spot. You are correct. Yeah. So. So the expectations for Teo are kind of high. They're kind of high. You want him to to produce. You know, especially when, and I, I keep seeing his name, especially like lately because I have we haven't seen so much of him only because of the players in the team. But Opoku. You know, we've left our boy mm-hmm. to dry on the bench. Like, it's kind of, it's a little upsetting because just he has such a hot start to the season. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't even say that 
he was just a hot start. I really think that that's just the kind of player that he is, and he can deliver. But yeah. so you got these names, and uh, you know, I'll, I'm gonna go there for a second. But when you get these players in on these wages, they're expected and they're expecting to play. Yeah. You don't buy uh, like you know a hundred thousand dollar car to keep it in the garage, right? You Some people it. do. Some people do. <laughs> Some people do. I mean. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's not the. You're right. You're, some people do. I'm not thinking. Bad analogy there, my. But but look, you're, you're you're not wrong. You're not wrong in the sense that like, these guys are brought in on big money. Yeah. Okay. They're like, taking up wages. For for the MLS, what they're being brought brought with with a couple few million, that's that's a big number for these guys because, guys like, uh, like a Poku, don't even make half of that maybe not even a third mm-hmm. I'd have to double check his salary but I'm pretty sure it's less than a third of what Teo's making yeah I'm and, sure it is and Opoku started out fantastic and he's a young player and everything and and maybe LAFC saw his youth and saw potential but wanted a little bit more um, you know <laughs> seasoned sure one more season but I right. get that I do get that although I feel like if there was ever a season to give like that kind of like role to a Poku, I, I think that he could have run into it this season just because I like yeah we want more seasoned players but at the same time he was surrounded by a lot of um good good role models oh yeah like he's got he's he's there he's got Chicho on one hand he's got Vela on the other you know at one point he even had Raito I don't know and, and Raito I never felt was like a a bad egg either no it's he wasn't like a he, bad locker room guy yeah, he just I don't just, know for whatever reason it didn't work out it in didn't LA. work out exactly so you know he's surrounded by all these great players that I think could have guided him to to help him and like become a a better player too so it's just I, that's why I think he could have easily been like integrated into the starting lineup through the course of the season especially with his effectiveness mm-hmm. uh, but it's all. I mean, it's all good in the sense that like we got players that are still putting in the work. You know, like Buanga has just been electric, and he's finally got his goal. Like we mentioned, he's he's gotten on the stat sheet before with assists, and we just see what he can provide with him dribbling at players. And maybe he pro- like uh, and I get it. If he's he's a, he's a player in his prime right now, right now because Buanga's what twenty eight, twenty nine. Uh, I believe he should be twenty seven actually. I, <sighs> so he. You can tell the difference between a Teo and a Buanga just mm-hmm. based off their athleticism because I almost feel like Teo, who played a whole half, mm-hmm. really didn't get as involved as maybe he would like because mm-hmm. it felt like, I, I don't know if this is the right way to put it, but I just feel like he had trouble with the uh, the quickness and the athleticness mm-hmm. of the of the of the teams. Because Teo, I would say at this point in his career, 32 years of age, he's not the quickest guy anymore. Yeah. It's, like, not, it's not more based off intelligence, well. one-two passes, you know. Mm-hmm. He's from the Barca Academy, you know, so he knows where to be, positioning and stuff. So, mm-hmm. But that explosiveness that he once had, it's just, it's not there. Yeah, it's not, it's not going to be his strong suit here yeah. anymore. You know, it's just not. I mean, we've seen it with players like Bale, who's also the same age, right? Right. Who's taken off, and we've seen the, the little bit of speed he has, but, I mean, it's not like, what it, it's not that, like, Mark Bartra. Yeah, know? it's not 2016 Gareth Bale passing everybody, especially um, mm-hmm. Bartra. But, um, look, the... Teo playing this game is good because he gets integrated in the squad. Mm-hmm. I think he's having trouble adjusting 
you're right i really just, do see something like there's not mm-hmm. maybe it's not clicking like and because he came just in september it's really hard to integrate him and also mm-hmm. to adjust not only that but you're like it's like okay integrate into the squad but we're also like we're on like this mission or like there's a it's not just okay yeah just go do your best it's like no we need your like we not just do your best like it has to be your absolute best like we need the best to come out of you not just like mm-hmm. okay we, whatever you do it's, you know we're not in a position to just be giving out gold stars left and right like this is like for it's like you know if you're gonna play like we kind of need you to 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 produce because this is a, a championship winning team potentially here this is a championship run like mm-hmm. this isn't just to this, we're not a mid-table team you know no. so it's there's a lot of things i need that you know there's a lot on the line so it, it's it's kind of hard you know that just i feel like just adds even more pressure because it's just like damn like i, I hear him with this great squad and all this and that and it's just not working out yet but but i really i really do think that he has the qualities uh to become a good player or, or uh, a great player for lafc and i kind of feel like again just like with like buonga like he just needs to get that one maybe maybe he just needs to be doesn't have to be a goal it can be like a great run that ends in an assist you know yeah uh, and and that'll be great good enough for him to like kind of feel like okay i'm i'm here because i don't know about you man but have you ever had that you know when you're playing with a new team and you're just like oh, i'm just not don't feel like i'm fitting in but then you just make one play and you're just like okay i'm here yeah i'm here like i'm mentally i'm checked in i feel confident i got the oh good job you know the like okay they know a little bit of what i can do yeah bro sunday like, league all the time exactly you know, <laughs> you know what it is? we were younger bro and we'd play like on a new sunday league team every like like every months. other week yeah every other week and we're just like oh man um okay but then you like you which have one that. will give me more game time yeah <laughs> who's gonna play me more bro who's gonna play me more the the seven dollars that i'm paying for ref i need my money's worth <laughs> it ain't cheap nah dude because sometimes it was 10 and that's that's kind of that I could mean. be steep, man. Especially if you're playing on more than like more than once a week. Yeah. I, I did the math one time, and I was like, "Damn, dude, I'm paying like fifty bucks a week just to play soccer. That's like two hundred dollars a month." Damn, that's a lot. Of you did money. the math. I did not even ever do the math. It was. Um, good. It's a good thing you didn't, bro. It's a good thing you didn't. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, back to this game real quick, because you know Nashville, which we'll get to uh, with future potential playoff. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Matchups in our first round, but in this game, dude, I really feel like LAFC kind of dominated the game because we had 14 shots on target. So their goalkeeper saved our shots 14 different times. The goalkeeper was on fire. He also blocked the penalty. Mm-hmm. It was Granted, a good we, game. it was it was a fantastic game for him, and I felt like Nashville really kind of sat back. Mm-hmm. And invited pressure. And, and they invited press. the pressure. They didn't press. And I'm not sure if it was because they didn't want to go higher in the standings. Maybe they couldn't anymore. Maybe that was it. Um, I feel like... Or, or that's their play style. Well, I think the thing with LAFC is that they're such an attacking team that people kind of expect that. And then mm-hmm. so when they're going at you, you know, you don't want to, like, get like caught you know uh you know like pressing 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 and then lafc would do that like just like some sort of one two change the play or something and then boom mm-hmm. they're throwing goals so maybe they were just kind of holding back because of that or was it even possible that they could have dropped the spot um potentially they could have dropped the spot and have gone 
to they would have been in seventh place tied for seventh place had they lost this game so i mean maybe they were very cautious um because lfc had 66 percent possession Mm -hmm. so i mean oh and we had the ball it it, showed it showed like it's you know sometimes you watch a game and like you're the the, you're not really sure where the possession sets are but dude it was obvious it was obvious without you telling me that i i I, like i could kind of already i mean i didn't know exactly what the sets were but it was obvious lsc controlled the game or not controlled the game necessarily but had the ball had control of the ball throughout the majority of that game and and you know what like snagging into the potential our first round matchups like nashville is one of those teams that we can potentially face what is it October 20th on Thursday October 20th of yeah. this Thursday damn it's already gonna be October 20th this week what it, the hell it, I feel I like know. it was just October 1st I know right it's, what the heck it's, uh, it's crazy how quick everything has gone but old. Nashville you know is one of those teams that we could potentially play and you know for for what it's worth it was a 1-0 loss mm-hmm. I understand that and but the stats would say the game was more in our favor because they only had sh- two shots on target the entire match. Yeah. And it just happened to be in the 55th minute that Teal Bunbury comes out and scores a goal and says, and then makes a celebration of like, oh, let me hear you or whatever. What was that all about? I yeah. was like, bro. Yeah, like, okay. What? Like who? Who are you? First of all, like, come on, man. Like, it's like you know what I have. Like, that's like, dude. I don't know. It's that's like you playing against like let's say I don't know. Like you play against a team, like you're in the Champions League, and the other team, or you're in some sort of like group stage format game, right? And it's like one, like you're. It's the last game, and the team you're playing against is already eliminated. And then you score a goal and you do that or something. Not in the sense that LAFC was eliminated, but that the game potentially just doesn't really affect them. Right. And you do something like that, it's like, you know that other team is not, like, you're not, you look like, you look like a clown. You, uh, honestly, he really did. Like, there's this, there's this. It, that, it's for that reason, it's mm-hmm. for that reason on that celebration that I really want Nashville um, yeah, someone uh, someone in our someone, comments also mentioned that too. They're like, yo, like just because of the way he celebrated, I want them in the playoffs. Yeah. And I, I dude, hell yeah, some sort of vendetta, you know, we'll, you know, we'll shut him up. I mean, like, yeah, it, it's not going to happen again. I, I don't I don't think it would happen in, in the playoff game. Like, oh, no. I, I just, there's just no way. Like, it's it was a different environment that day. Like, we, still, we had a whole celebration mm-hmm. afterwards. Like, you won the game, but it, it meant nothing. It, it really so, did it, and um. Good take, well taken goal, but still like it. Nah, I don't know that kind of those kind of celebration. It, like, it wasn't case, the right nah. thing to do, especially in a game <laughs> like that against know your place, a club, homie. and especially with the fact that they must have known going into this that they could have played LAFC in the next round. Yeah, um, you have to know these like upcoming potential. So, I don't think that's good for them. So, nah. talking about Nashville, you know. They're not the most high-pressed team, which plays in our favor uh, Mm -hmm. because we saw the possession. We saw the shots on goal. There were multiple chances that we should have put it away. And, you know, 
had Chicho put away that penalty in the 45th minute, I think it really... I think it could have changed the game. Really like, would have changed the entire game. would have gone for more or something. I, I, I would have liked... It would have opened it up for Nashville because in that sense, they would need to win. They would need to press. And then that's yeah. where... LAFC could find the gaps right. and the holes and then go from there and, and everything so it, it would have been a different game it would have it would have been really open so it, it sucks that LAFC couldn't you know take advantage of that situation but like we've mentioned before it just didn't really it did, in the grand scheme of things it doesn't really mean anything uh, but yeah going forward next week if should we get them like should, okay. know, we're gonna drop the hammer we're, I hope so but we got to talk about this other potential matchup. Yep. And it's potentially the biggest game in the MLS already within this past five years. It's and crazy how, like, how... How impactful that game, yeah. this game has come. And I'm talking about El Trafico, LA Galaxy versus LAFC. Because we've talked about Nashville. I feel more comfortable playing Nashville. Mm-hmm. I mentioned this to you. Yeah. That... I want to see Nashville not just because Teal Bunbury's celebration, mm-hmm. but LA Galaxy are a serious threat. In our first round of the playoffs, mm-hmm. we're going to have a whole week off. And, you know, say what you want, but momentum builds. Momentum does build. And the fact that LA Galaxy have this game at home in Carson mm-hmm. against Nashville, where they had to fly home Sunday afternoon to Nashville and are ha- going to have to fly back to the West Coast. It's going to make it tough for them. It's going to make it tough. You know, it's not going to be easy. LA uh, Galaxy over the last you know few weeks actually has picked it up you know a little bit. So you know, props to them in that aspect, I guess. So they've been they've been doing a little bit better. They've been coming back and stuff. You know, saving their season because at one point it looked like they were out. Yeah. But that being said, you know. I feel like the whole thing with like LA Galaxy and the reason why I would want them is just simply because it's like in these rivalry matches like kind of everything kind of goes out the door however it's I don't know like things just like it, it, it's just a different situation and LA Galaxy always seems to step up so you know I have to give my props to them for that because they they just you know right now I think in, in terms of the uh, the series you know the all time series they're, they're on top unfortunately but I don't look yeah, that's true, right? They're on top of the series, but at the end of the day, like, they that's like that's all they they can do. That that's literally all they can do. They don't have the consistency to do that, you know, the whole season. And that and that's the problem with LA Galaxy is they're just not a consistent team. We know they're not, but so it's like it just depends who we're gonna get if we, you know, like on Thursday, like which kind of galaxy should they win? Uh, but yeah, I can totally see that. It's just, I, it's just. It really, until the MLS, it's, until MLS, you know what, I think I do want, I want the Galaxy for this reason, because if, should we get the Galaxy, and we beat them and we win the cup, like, that's, that's it, like. Oh, yeah, at that point, LA will be owned by LAFC. Yeah, so I hope we get Galaxy, I really honestly hope we do, so I hope LA Galaxy, for once in my life, I hope you win a game, because I want you to be humbled. Look, man, like, I, I'm, I'm a competitive person, I'd like to say. Mm-hmm. I like to think. And, you know, we want to play the best people if we're competitive. You know, we want to beat the best people, uh-huh. the best teams. And Based off standings, I guess I live in Nashville. 
No, Galaxy oh, no. is Galaxy, actually fourth. I, is it Nashville? No, Galaxy is fourth, Nashville is oh, fifth. That's why Galaxy has wow. the home game. Oh, yes. You're right, so, you're right, you're right, you're right. So, but Galaxy uh, just has that thing on us, you know. And granted, we won the most important matchup, in mm-hmm. which was the playoffs back in 2019. Exactly. Let, let's not forget. Let's not forget that that we won that game. Zlatan was on the field. And he couldn't. And he didn't do a damn thing. So there's history in the sense that well, we've done this before in the playoffs where it matters most. And I kind of feel like that also kind of gives uh, LAFC some sort of like a, like a rise or like some sort of like an advantage because it's like, you know, yeah, we've had our bad luck against them playing them in the season. Mm-hmm. But this is like now going up into playoffs and, and we've been here before, you know. You could talk yeah. about I've, – I've seen people bring up the Open Cup game. And okay, yeah, that's technically like play playoff format and all this and that, but it's a whole different competition. You're talking about like let's not forget that it that was it, a pretty reserve reserve heavy team. And if you think of it's like look, if you have to compare it like apples to oranges, that's you know that's comparable to like the FA Cup or even like the EFL Cup, and we know. What big teams, how they necessarily feel about that. Yeah, they, not the most important it's, thing. It's really not. Like, look, it would have been sick if we got that. It would have been an opportunity to get the the American <laughs> treble. Um, actually, no, I guess that wouldn't be the, the treble. The American double. It would have been the American, would it be? Yeah, because the treble would the be. The treble would be CONCACAF Champions League. You're right. Cause the treble would be the CONCACAF Champions League. So it would be the double, so it would be kind of cool. But... I mean, regardless, we qualified for the Champions League. We have the best record in the West, and we win the Supporter Shield. So it's we accomplished everything we needed to without that. That would have just been a little, ex- a little extra, you know. So it and yeah, it, it's just it is. I don't really take that loss so hard. It's so hard, it, like to heart, like just because it was just questionable from the beginning and everything because of the lineup. Not questionable, I should say, but like you said, it was a reserve heavy team. So, eh. I mean, you gotta give credit. Because they won, but of course, you know, yeah, like course, like yeah. I mentioned, we won at a point where it mattered most in the playoffs, and we're going to be put potentially in that same situation come Thursday night next week, mm-hmm. and it's just going to depend on which LA Galaxy shows up because they got some good players. We know that they have oh, they some do, good they players. Do, yeah. This Ricky Pooj guy has oh, really changed LA Galaxy Dude, for the better. Look, and I, we've said it before, you know, like it's not like. I'll I'll give my my props to the LA Galaxy because they really brought in a great player into the league. This is mm-hmm. for the MLS. That was such a big move, such yeah. a big move because now you're showing here that you can come here from these European countries and come develop here, maybe you know, mm-hmm. and then go back to Europe. Which you know, I really do hope that Ricky Puig finds his way back to Europe because that I think would just show the world, hey, the MLS is means business hey, yeah maybe mls isn't so bad the lifestyle's good the mm-hmm. money's good um the league is actually good it's somewhat competitive yeah it's not it's not you know la liga it's not the epl mm-hmm. but you're telling me instead of i mean now like it just depends right depends on the people and everything but you don't necessarily have to go off to to france to develop or or to to holland and everything it's not that there's anything wrong with going there you know, or even going to like Portugal, but now you can, you know, you can. The MLS is also an option. Yeah, it's like studying abroad 
for Europeans. Exactly. You know, when we go to Europe, like you know, from college here, or whatever, uh-huh, we go to they Europe. are coming over here. They're coming over here. It's yeah. crazy to think about. There's like I always think about that people like come to school here, like they'll do tra- like yeah. exchange and everything. Like that's cool. That's crazy. There's nothing to see here. <laughs> I mean, the, the country's two hundred years old, bro. That's true. There's like, not a lot going on. Yeah, a lot of nah, new stuff. A lot no, of, yeah. there's there's a lot to see here in the U.S. It's, it's a beautiful country, you know. So I, I definitely see why people come here. But yeah, it's yeah, dude. It, it's it's a great move for the MLS. Uh, so I'm happy in that aspect. But he's been he's been doing really good. I feel like he kind of turned that team around. He I feel like was a perfect replacement for, for they replaced Jonathan Dos Santos finally a better version he's a better much version better. yeah he's yeah. a much better version of Jonathan Dos Santos so that's you know that's great for them I feel like it's even gotten a tune out of Douglas Costa with that too you know and Chicharito's back to scoring goals Chicharito's which back to I know a lot of you guys are also fans of Chicharito yeah so I mean I was once a super fan of Chicharito you were dude he so. was yeah he was a you know, he's a saint in, you know, in Manchester he really he is. He really is. I still have his jersey. Um, Galaxy are a big threat. They got big players. They got some momentum. And it's all going to come down to whether we think that Nashville team with Walker Zimmerman, the golden boot winner, mm-hmm. Henrik Mukhtar? Mukhtar? Yeah, Honey Mukhtar. Honey. Honey? It's like honey, but honey. Honey. Yeah, I think it's H A N H Y. He's German. That's all I know. Honey Mukhtar. So the Golden Boot winner, and just we'll see who Mm -hmm. comes out of that. Yeah, they they don't have look. Nashville didn't. Okay, if I'm not mistaken, Nashville was it Nashville or Columbus? That was Columbus that won a few years ago, right? Yeah, Nashville has, yeah, Nashville Nashville has, has not yeah, won. Yeah, I just saw the yellow and I was, you know. Right. But yeah, Nashville don't necessarily, they're, they don't have bad players. They have, uh, they have Zelrayan too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Zelrayan, Zimmerman. So, like, they, they got some good players, like you said, the Golden Boot winner, Hani Mukhtar has just been killing it here in the MLS. So, they have a good squad. Um, they're not, you know, they're not going to be necessarily easy uh, come playoffs, like, if we do face them, but, shit, I'll take them. And, um, yeah, I think uh, it's gonna be. I, I'm gonna definitely watch that game. I think it's gonna be a good competition. I have to watch that game. I, have to. I need to. Like, I need to know. Like, I usually don't watch a lot of MLS outside of LAFC. Mm-hmm. You know, just because I don't know. I don't have the same connection. This game is a big freaking yeah. deal. Like, who? I feel like the hard road is going beating our biggest rival in LA Galaxy, but that's not to take away anything from Nashville. That's just pointing out that there's an extra factor, which is the fact that they're our biggest rival. It's our biggest rival. I mean, it's just like if, like, uh, Madrid met uh, Barca in the Champions League playoffs. Like, that's a huge game. Yeah. A huge, huge matchup. And on top of that, like, it's like your your rivals. So it's like... Yeah. To to go through your rival to get to the cup would be absolutely glorious. It would be good. But, Jorge... Maybe I'm being a wimp or a cowardice, but I'd rather not see that happen because if there is one team in this MLS Cup playoffs that will prevent me... I know we've lost to Austin twice, uh-huh. but I'm more worried about Galaxy Damn, really? than, say, Austin That's in like the Western Conference. Just because Austin last year were towards the bottom of the table and they've had to go leaps and bounds you know as a unit to be yeah, better yeah yeah you can in a way say 
you know, and I don't mean this in any disrespect, but in a way they're punching above their weight. Potentially, and and I just feel like maybe their lack of experience, you know, won't won't help them as much, or you know, in the playoffs. Which I think was a factor the last time we were in playoffs because we had a very we were that was our second year, Mm -hmm. right? Our second season. Uh, third season. It was our third season. So, and we still had a lot of players who this was their first big team. I I think I believe, and and you know, so it's just or they came there. We had a lot of. Under twenty three players, and Villa, and, and you know, I just feel like if we get that monkey on our back or off our back by beating Galaxy, I feel like LAFC will feel much more confident, so much more relief, and more relief okay. in in playing a team like Austin. They've lost twice, so they'll be determined to win that game because that's true. Because it's like we got to make a statement. You have to make a statement if you're to win the MLS Cup. I well, you got to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to get going there. going through them. So, it's going to be an interesting Sunday to see who gets there. Oh, for uh, sure, bro. For and sure. I know next week we're really going to dive deep into whomever that matchup is. We'll even, like, try to evaluate the game itself, LA Galaxy versus Nashville, because whatever we see in that game is what we should, you know, it's something we should expect coming into the mm-hmm. to Thursday. Oh, yeah. And what's in our benefit is that they play on Sunday, and the following round is on Thursday. So it's well, a short week for the, for them. They play Saturday. Do they? 15th yeah. is... Oh, sorry. Saturday. But still, at least... So, yeah, it's not a full week of like recovery. they got to play that game. Mm-hmm. And I'm, that game's not going to be easy. It's like, this is my favorite kind of soccer. It's knockout. It's knockout, bro. This is like... But... But this in is the my end, dreams. In I the mean. end, we won the Supporters Shield not just because we wanted to win it, but to secure home field advantage. Mm-hmm. We have it now. LFC got some really high-profile players. This is it. This is what they have constructed their entire season on. Yeah, not just that history. Yeah. This is this is what LFC was created to be, and. I, I wouldn't say the last few seasons were a failure only because, look, we're still relatively new in the league. Uh, and we had off the jump since our the moment that since we were an expansion team, we were one of the better teams in the league. But of course, it's it's not it's just not so easy. Right. You know, you just can't just build something and it's always just going to work. Like, look, look how long it took for City to be City, even yeah. after the money. It didn't happen right away. So it takes long. You have to build something. And you start with some pieces. You lay the foundation. And you go from there. Eventually, you change a few things here and there. And you get the, the right product or the right result that you need. You know, the right formula, I should say. And that's what's been happening. And it's just taking a little bit of time. It's, you know, we had a great coach in the very beginning uh, within with Bob Bradley. But he just not... He just couldn't get it right, and that's maybe not wasn't necessarily on him. It might not have been just the right players at the right time. But again, as an expansion team, there's only so much you can do. We we brought in the big gun with Vela, and we brought in other key players, but it just didn't work out right away. But now that we it's like we've we've uh, instead of you know papering over the cracks like before you know and stuff like that, or you know, like just. All, all that kind of stuff putting a band-aid on stuff we've really gone and addressed the issues you know it's like 
it's like you know I'll use this analogy Dylan because I know you know it but in terms of like the kinetic your kinetic chain it's mm-hmm. like if your knee hurts it's not necessarily an issue with your knee but it could be an issue with your ankle or, or something else or your hip. So you need to address the issue down the kinetic chain instead of just putting like a knee brace on it. And that's what we've gone and done. We've gone and we've we've changed the goalkeeper. We've gotten a, an amazing goalkeeper. We've gone and solidified the defense has had some you know problems. Uh, Jesus Murillo is just a rock at the back. I know Eddie Segura is coming off injury. He's not always played his best games, but we know what he's capable of, and I'm sure at one point he'll he'll return to you know better um, to having those better games again. We added Chiellini into the squad, which just adds so much in terms of experience and just tactics and just being. And dude, I, when Chiellini plays, bro, he doesn't necessarily look to me like. A 37-year-old. Like, he doesn't look super old. Yeah, he looks older, but he just plays with such finesse. Like, it is amazing. To me, Chiellini, above even the forward line, I think mm-hmm. is the most important piece. Yeah, yeah. Because really... he needs to be in control of the defense and have everyone disciplined. Mm-hmm. Because there's only one guy who's been in crazy finals in big, 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 you know, big high leverage opportunities on the field 100% of the time, and that's Chiellini. It's Chiellini. It's Chiellini. Him. So, to me, he's gonna. It's gonna come down to him because we know LAFC has the ability to score, but the defense, you know, because we move up so high on the pitch, we need that defense to be on top of the game. Exactly. Top of the exactly. game. Exactly. Exactly, and then going back, it's we've also added our, our midfield. It's just so good. And yeah, you know, Ilya, Cifuentes, and Acosta. Oh my been fantastic. goodness, amazing! I do. I will admit that I feel like we still need to add a little bit more depth into that, especially with what we hear about, like you know, Sifu and everything. He's a very exciting player. He's looking good to European teams now as well. Uh, but we did add Mendes. We still have Blessing, and so we we still have good players in in those positions. But like, like I've said, like we've not that this isn't a knock on the players that we've had before. Because they were amazing, but we've gone from Lee Nguyen and Benny Failheiber to like Ilya Sanchez and Kellyanne Acosta. Like those were guys kind of on the back end of their careers. Yeah, they were just so good for us though. But they were on the back end of their careers. Now we're getting an international, a USMNT player in their prime with with uh, with Kellyanne Acosta. We have Ilya Sanchez, who's a veteran of the league. You know, I, I know. Yeah, he's a little older, I guess, and stuff. But he just provides so much more. He had something that. We just never necessarily really had. Mm-hmm. And, you know, going... Cause, well, because he took the place of, of Atuesta. And Atuesta was great. He was a metronome. But he was a younger player as well. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, on top of that, like, we... The number nine position for us was just... Just ever since Dio left, like, just such a huge, like, mm-hmm. question mark. And then here we got Chicho right away. Fit into the squad and just went at it. Like, such a winning mentality. And, and so, like, we've gone and... Instead of being kind of okay in every line it's like if you go line by line it's just like damn like that's a roster and, and that's we, how I feel and that roster is going to be put to the test next week on Thursday and Sunday everybody pay attention because who we play will come from that round LA Galaxy or Nashville dude it's going to be crazy 
I'm excited, man. I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm glad playoffs are back. I have a lot of good memories um, of playoffs before in the past, and I'm, I'm bummed that we we missed out last season. So I'm really happy that here we are again. And one more thing. If you're trying to get into the stadium on Thursday for LAFC's first playoff matchup, you're going to have to play upwards of $200 just to get into the building. Wow. So let's just say if galaxy get the tick get in you guys should probably buy tickets before yeah, because before that ticket that announcement will be the ticket in the mls mm-hmm. it's gonna be a good game it's gonna be crazy bro whoever it may be we shall see this sunday mm-hmm. and we hope you have enjoyed this podcast and Join us next week to break down what needs to be done. Break down the matchup between Galaxy and Nashville to see who came out of that. What should we be looking for? What can we take advantage of? And, well, prepare for Thursday next week. Let's go. See you later, everybody. Later, skaters.